Colin Sexton has completely changed who the Utah Jazz are. It's next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. In today's Locked on Jazz, we're digging into the incredible play of Colin Sexton and how we really should look at what happened when he went into the starting lineup. Jordan Clarkson went to the bench and how it has transformed the hottest offense in the NBA. We'll dig in more to the number one offense over the last 10 game in the Utah Jazz. How are they really that good? Has it been who they've been playing? Obviously, Washington and Charlotte are awful. We'll discuss that and look at over the last 10 games who they've played and how they've done this. Plus, it is a Trends Monday. We'll take a look at that. As I mentioned, I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz. It's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps for you we're also available on youtube please subscribe it's free follow and on youtube hit that little thumbs up that you love the show that's super helpful and the bell button as well so you're notified every time we go live today jazz will play the brooklyn nets tonight that game will be live on sirius xm for you uh feel free to grab all the hometown broadcasts on sirius xm just search utah jazz as well as on the jazz app and everywhere it's on your drive home so i look forward to chatting with you then all right let's get to colin sexton what he has done, actually, let's back up one step and just make sure we all have total grasp of what's happening here. So since December 23rd, Colin Sexton moves into the starting lineup. Lowry Markinen comes back from injury, and the Jazz are 17 and 7. Prior to that, they were 8 and 15. They going into December 23rd, the Jazz ranked 26th in the league offensively with an offensive rating of 110 and 26 defensively with a defensive rating of 118. Since then, the offense has gone from a 110, so that's points per 100 possessions. Now, as we came across the court, we averaged about 1.1 point every time across the court, 110. Well below league average, 26 in league. Since then, we've moved to a 121 offensive rating, sixth best in the NBA. Defensively, we've improved a little, probably because they're taking the ball out of the net more often, from 26th to 14th, a 118 to 116th, not nearly as, as dramatic, but still really like worth noting. We're 17 and let me dig into this a little bit more. We're 17 and seven with the eighth best net rating since December 13th when Colin moves into the starting lineup. Lowry comes back from injury. 12th best team shooting. 21st in the league and taking care of the ball. We were 30th. Ninth best to gain the free throw line and number one in offensive rebounding by a large margin. So we're nearly top 10 in three of the four four factors. The four factors are shooting, taking care of the ball, rebounding, and getting the free throw lines. how you evaluate an offense in the NBA. The defense is 11th against the shot, 9th at not fouling, 24th in not forcing turnovers, so that's the one weakness. But that's fine. You have to be weak in something. And 15th in defensive rebounding. If you want to just back take it back a little bit, by the way, December 21st, Chris Dunn starts for Keontae George. And the Jazz are 14-5 and five since then. Third best offense, 13th best defense. Incredible. So how has this happened? 
Well, the number one way, and you guys know how I think, but I actually think I can back it up. We've kind of been alluding to this for a while. The number one thing that's happened here is just an incredible switch in efficiency. So the easy way to look at this is say, well, Colin Sexton entered the starting lineup and Colin Sext- and look at Colin Sexton compared to Colin Sexton off the bench. I'm going to take a different approach to this. So since Colin Sexton has started, this is incredible. He's averaging 22 points, three rebounds, and five assists a game. He is, I'll, I'll just be honest, he is doing things I generally thought he was incapable of doing. To me, Colin Sexton has the biggest heart, greatest intention, super big desire, and I just didn't think he was capable of doing some things he's doing right now. Not that he didn't have, like, the most electric first step in the NBA. We knew that. I actually picked him to be our second-leading scorer when the year started. Like, I, I, I got what he did. I didn't think he'd ever have 13 assists in a game. I didn't think he could ever pass the way he's passing. I didn't think he could ever slow down to play the game in a reasonable, controlled manner. These are the things he's doing right now that are just so dramatically different than anything that we've seen out of him. So Colin Sexton, I mean, it's just like we should like just pause on this for a second. Like I should actually put it on the bottom of the screen and like have it have it run on the banner so that like if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually just kind of read it. Colin Sexton. In the last, since moving into the starting lineup, so this is since December 13, 24 games. He is shooting 51% from the field and 42% from three on four threes a game and going to the line five times a game. He's a top 10 guy in drives. He's a top 10 guard in efficiency. I mean, it's, it's truly awesome what he's doing for this team. But here's the way to look at it. The guy he replaced in the starting lineup was one of the three least efficient offensive players in the NBA at that point, and that's Jordan Clarkson. When Jordan was starting and playing as a starter, he was shooting 39.9%, 29.5% from three. So that position, the starting guard, went from... 39.9% to 51% shooting. And three-point shooting went from 29.5 to 42. I mean, that's a make a game. It's not two. It's one. It's two or three of the others. 17, 18 shots a game. That's, I mean, if you, like, how is it possible to Utah Jazz offense, as we talked about just a moment ago, went from 110 to 121. Well, this is where you start. But here's the really important thing that happened. Jordan Clarkson got off the bench and got way more comfortable. Because if you compare Jordan Clarkson off the bench to Colin Sexton off the bench, they're the exact same. We didn't slip. We didn't lose anything. In fact, we got a better version of Jordan. When Colin was coming off the bench, he shot 47%. 33% from three, played 21 minutes a game. Jordan is shooting 44% since December 13th when he came back from his injury. And 31% for three. Okay, he's not as efficient as Colin. Colin's one of the most efficient guards, but Colin wasn't that efficient in that stretch. It's better. It's five percentage points, four percentage points better in field goal percentage and a percentage and a half better in three. We're also not reliant on a player that has amazing, very, very high variance in this game. 
Suddenly, by the way, those two guards are now combining for 41 points, seven rebounds, and 10 assists a game. That's where the transformation of this team has happened. Is that we went from one of the least efficient shooting guards in the NBA, if not the least efficient, to the, one of the most efficient shooting guards in the NBA, other than Shea, really maybe right up there. And our bench guy, who just changed names from Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson, actually stayed the same, virtually. Now, Jordan plays 29 minutes to Colin's 21 off the bench, so we're actually now beginning to see something that we didn't actually think was possible when the year started. And let me just rephrase that, that I didn't think was possible when the year started. I don't want to put it on you guys. I'll take it when it's, when it's my assessment. I didn't think you could play Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson together. And maybe the most remarkable te- thing about the Charlotte game, understanding Charlotte, Charlotte, and their defense is just awful, is that we Colin Sexton basically ran the point the other night. Colin Sexton ran the point, initiated the offense more than I've seen him run the point, initiate the offense all season against a, a hapless defense. If if they can do that, and Colin can actually become a point guard. At six one, you no longer have to hide any of his deficiencies for being just six foot one. It's pretty great. By the way, when Colin and Jordan are on the floor together, their offensive rating is a 122. 85th percentile. The defense is not good. The defense is not good depending if it's John Collins or Walker Kessler at center. It doesn't matter. They've played most of the they've played kind of with a hodgepodge of players. If you do it when you take Talon off the floor because they did it a little bit where they played two guards and played with Talon or if you do and you take Keontae off the floor so it's really just the two of them playing right it's we're playing and with those two guys the offensive rating goes up to a 123 in the 94th percentile and they're about plus 2.7 their defense is not good but these guys have figured out how to play together and it's a little bit of Collins figured out how to play as the one Colin Sexton has changed the Utah Jazz the Jazz are the number one offensive team in the NBA over the last 10, number two over the last 15. We'll dig into that, figure out what's real about it, what's not, how excited, really excited, we should be about it, um, and how it's possibly taking place here on a team that was 26th in the league offensively prior. We're doing that. as We've just gotten started here on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan. And in Linden, the Hyundai lineup of cars, just simply absolutely fabulous. When we, I did my research, what I found out was for the price, safety features, value, overall bells and whistles features, it was the best car I could get for the money. And then I decided the way I like the way they look. See, I think that's how it breaks down. You have to first do the research and then decide well, you want to drive this thing off the lot and have it be what you're driving. We've bought two of the Santa Fe's. We've bought an Ionic 5. As well, love everything we've done with Sunday. I'm dry, uh, with Hyundai. I'm driving the Tucson right now. It's been terrific. So if you're in the market for a Hyundai or a car right now, include a Hyundai in your search, and then you decide. But in the meantime, let's get you the Locked On VIP meeting that you deserve at Murdoch Hyundai. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll set you up with that VIP meeting over at Murdoch Hyundai, whether it's in Murray, Linden, or Logan. Please email. Let me know what location, and we'll get you started. Today's show is also brought to you by eBay Motors eBay Motors wants to make sure that your ride or die is being loved, taken care of, and is happy. 
That's right. Passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. With 122 million parts for your ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for with the eBay guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. eBay Motors, we're going to burn rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Enjoy it over at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. eBay Motors. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Jazz Brooklyn Nets today available for you on Jazz Plus as well as on KJazz. Then on radio will be on Sirius XM as well as uh, KSL Radio, uh, Sports Zone, and the Utah Jazz app and the NBA app. So please join us on your drive home today as the Nets and the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz. Nets have been struggling. Ben Simmons is expected to be back in that one, the Nets have actually been playing pretty well defensively, but over the last 10, they're 3-7, and seven, we're 7-3. Seven and three. They've also dropped some before that. They've had some really heartbreaking losses. They've battled their opponents, but not been able to finish games very well, kind of with their lack of stars pushing Mikel Bridges maybe a little bit beyond uh, his comfort zone. All right, the Jazz are the number one offensive team in the NBA over the last 10 games. They are the number two offensive team. That's since Boston. So we got blasted in Boston. With the number two offensive team over the last 15 games. That's since that includes Boston. That's since December 30th after the Miami game. The primary reason for this is Colin and Lowry. In the last 10 games, Lowry's averaging 25 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, and he's 50, 40, 90. 51% from the field, 45% from three at seven foot one. Are you kidding me? And 91% from the free throw line. And Colin Sexton, the same time period, 23 points, three rebounds, six dimes for Colin Sexton. This guy was the last in the NBA in assist to usage rate when he was at Cleveland. I mean, really, there's an argument here on Colin Sexton. You hear Will Hardy use the phrase, no free minutes. And we're not get, Colin got free minutes in Cleveland and did not learn how to play. And since he's come to Utah, has thrived learned playing the game correctly. I mean, it's a little bit, it makes you wonder, like, what could Jalen Green do if he got into a better system, or what's he going to do under M.A. Udoka before? But his first two years were free minutes. Like, and, and without a lot of risk or expectation, you know, I mean, it's Will's kind of got two things he really believes in. If, if losing ever becomes numb, we're in trouble. And if you're giving away free minutes, we're in trouble. And that's the culture, play hard and pass, but that's the culture he's built on this team, and it's paying off. The in those, by the way, in the last ten games, John Collins or Jordan Clarkson's averaging nineteen points. He's at forty-five percent from three field and thirty-three percent from three, which is, by the way, exactly what Colin Sexton was off the bench. Like Jordan's getting more and more comfortable every game. John Collins is averaging nineteen points a game, shooting fifty-eight percent. He can't buy a three. 26%, but he's still 19 and 7. The balance is incredible. Lowry 24, Colin 22, John Collins 19, Jordan Clarkson 19. And then the bench crew, Keontae, 
11. Simone starting. Simone, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 47% from the field, 39% from 3 over the last 10 games. 39% from 3. Simone is the perfect fifth starter right now. Kelly O coming off the bench at 9 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Helping Keontae a great deal playing those two together. He's shooting 61%. Walker is dominating the glass with three blocks a game. And Chris Dunn is the starter. I mean, since Chris Dunn's been the starter for the Jazz, they're we're 14 and 5 with the third best offense in the NBA, 13th best defense. He's shooting rarely, but 53% from the field and 44% from three. The only guys who aren't clicked in percentage wise are Keontae and Ocha. It's really incredible. So, like, is this valid? So let's, there is a little bit of like, let me put a temper. I'm going to temper it a tiny bit, but also pump it back, pump the uh, juice on it a little bit again. So here's the defenses we've played in the last 10 games. Box ranking 18th, Dame didn't play, fine. Denver 12th, Toronto 19th, Lakers without LeBron 13th, Indiana 27th, OKC 4th, great. Houston, 6th, great. New Orleans, 10th, great. Washington, 29th, and Charlotte, 30th. Oh, boy, were they bad. So, in the last 10 games, we've played three teams that were bottom 10, three teams that were top 10, 12, 13, 18, 19. It's kind of exactly like, I bet you if we average that out, other than the fact we have we played 27, 29, and 30, right? That'll help your numbers. We did play 4, 6, and 10. So that's it's not quite the same thing as playing 1, 2, and 4. But the, otherwise, the middle of the pack is the middle of the pack. So I, I looked into what did we do against the three good defensive teams that we've played. So if we're really good offensively, right, you're going to want to be above their average. So let me try to put in context what we're looking at here. So league average offensively right now in the NBA is a 116.3, which is pretty astronomical. The best offenses in the league are all have projected over 120, which is amazing, top six. So you want to be somewhere in the range of five points better than league average if you're really an elite offense when you play a team. Follow that? Like the best, the league average is 116. The best offenses in the league are 121. So that's about five points better than league average. So when we're playing the New Orleans Pelicans and they're, they allow 114.6, we would really like, if we're going to be, a, if we're really a top five offense, then we should be at about 119. We're at 116.1. Okay, we're better than average, but we weren't top five. Houston is at 112.6. We're at 114.7. So, again, we didn't get five. We got two. Against Oklahoma City, it was a 112.3. We actually were a 124.3. So we were up 10. So here's what's interesting about it. In two of the three, we were just slightly above average. If you add those all up together and look at it, we actually become exactly where you want to be five points above league average. So in the two out of three games, we've played an above average defensive team or a really good defensive team. We've been probably a little bit better than average. 
in the collection of it, we actually have been elite. Which is why we're the number one offensive team in the last 10 games. The other thing we're doing to be the number one offense in the last 10 games is our offensive rebounding. We've cut back our turnovers. We're making some shots, certainly making some shots. We're 33% on offensive rebounding. So even when we're missing, we're getting offensive rebounds. Let me geek out for you for a quick moment here, just because I did this research. And if I did it, I might as well share it. I actually think it's somewhat interesting. It used to be that if you scored over an offensive rate of 120, you won. Like league average was 110. We used to say, like with Rudy, we used to say, if you keep him under 100 or go over 120, we win every time. Like it was like guaranteed. So that metric has now changed. I did the research last night. There have been an incredible 475 games this year where a team's offensive rating has been 120 or better. Okay, well, there's six teams that average that now. You win 79% of the time if your offensive rating is better than a 120. If your offensive rating goes to 125, it's happened about 300 times, you win 86% of the time. And if your offensive rating goes to a 130, which used to be just a crazy astronomical number that no one could ever touch, you win 89% of winning percentage. So 125 has become kind of the threshold. If you win 86% of the time you do that, that's pretty darn good. Um, So it's kind of only 42 teams have lost a game this year where their offensive rating was over 125, and clearly the other teams was also. Uh, So it's just kind of an interesting where the game's going. We'll talk about this offensive explosion. I have some thoughts on, on what's going on. For the Jazz standpoint, this is how this ties in. So 120 was the old threshold that got us to 79% winning rate, which is great. Only four of our first 24 games of the year did we go over 120. And we've done it nine of the last 11. In nine of the last 11 games, the Jazz have averaged 1.2 points per possession when they go over the half line. League average is 116, so 120 is not as dramatic as it once was, but there's only... Six teams in the league that average 120 for the year. So, and we only went over 124 of our first 24 games and have now done it nine of our last 11. Pretty awesome. All right, Trends Monday. We know we're the number one offensive team in the last 10 games, so we'll get to pump our chest and raise our arms and love that when we do Trends Monday, when we continue on Locked on Jazz. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel, Super Bowl Sunday is coming around. FanDuel's official partner, the NFL. There's all sorts of fun things to be involved in with the uh, year on at FanDuel Plus. Tonight's Jazz-Nets game. But here's the most exciting thing we've got going for you with FanDuel today. If you are a new customer, uh, We've got some great things for you. But Super Bowl Sunday is coming, and America's number one sports book is FanDuel. So that means, I mean, that's how you get involved, right? So FanDuel has ways to end the season with a W. Here's what you get with Super Bowl 58, what FanDuel has, which players will score a touchdown, how many points we scored, so much more. And now, are you ready? $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. I'm not saying do that sometime between now and the Super Bowl and then use your $200 of bonus bets. I'm just suggesting it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. If you haven't heard already, the opening lines on the Super Bowl coming in for you are the Niners by one and a half 
over the Chiefs. Tonight, Jazz are a one-point favorite here in Brooklyn to face the Brooklyn Nets. FanDuel, $200 in bonus bets for you at FanDuel. I want to welcome a new sponsor onto the show. It's called Quiz. Q-U-I-I-I-Z. Quiz. Super fun. Let me tell you about Quiz if you haven't already heard about it. Hopefully you have because that means you've already had fun with it. So let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, This is a way for you to test your knowledge. Quiz with three eyes. That's why I keep going Quiz is the next generation trivia experience. It's also the world's first platform where you can earn money playing knowledge games based on, well, how smart you are. So, Locked on Jazz fans, they've created an NBA quiz game where you can test your knowledge and win real cash. Play with friends or other fans. Let your knowledge shine all the way to the bank. You can play without downloading anything. Just go to app.app.quiz, Q-U-I-I-Z.com, and start playing today. NBA quiz is the ultimate knowledge challenge for fans that live and breathe basketball. Super fun. So go to app.quiz.com. Test your knowledge and win cash today. That's quiz with three eyes, just like a three-pointer. So play now, showcase your skills, and take home cash. App.quiz.com, where fans become champs. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We have launched the first ever 24-7 national sports channel. It is on Locked on Sports today. Go check it out on YouTube. I think you'll love it. Uh, I really actually have to say, I, I'm sure I'm biased. Yeah, very biased. But I do love it. Like, I do love just getting all the news, catching the Niners stories today, I'm sure, catching the Lions breakdowns today, catching the Chiefs, all of it today. Get the local perspective on it all. NBA standings check before we do trends. The top of the West has become super exciting. Oklahoma, Minnesota, Clippers, and the Nuggets are divided by one game now. This is going to be crazy. Seems to be a real differential, though, between those four teams and who's going to play. So those are the home court teams in the first round, and then they're jockeying now. Kings are five games back. Suns are six games back, tied with the Pelicans for the 6-7 spot. Jazz are sitting in 10th, tied with the Lakers for 9th, and a game and a half behind the Mavericks and two and a half games behind the Pelicans with a little breathing space above the Rockets, who have a two-game lead. The Jazz have a two-game lead over the Rockets and a three-game lead over the Warriors. What an incredible Warriors-Lakers game the other night. Um, So, Two games up on the Rockets for the play-in spot. Also, then, that means we send our pick to Oklahoma City. And three games up on the Warriors. Nets tonight, by the way, are half game out of the 10th spot for uh, with the Atlanta Hawks trying to get in there. The Nets don't have their pick, so they're certainly trying to win every night. Should be a good one tonight. Really, really good one. Um, all right, let's get to trends Monday. We like to start with the first 10 games last 10 games, and then we look to see what everyone's doing, give us a little juxtaposition, kind of have an understanding of where we sit as we open the week. It's why we try to do this on Monday. Well, I always feel like this is a this is a good one, like, oh, who's hot, who's not, kind of understand what's coming into the week. So let's start with the number one offense in the NBA is your Utah Jazz at 125.8. That is so cool. Clippers are number two. They are rolling. Pelicans have the third best offense in the NBA. We're well aware. Warriors actually have the fourth best offense in the NBA, despite being three and seven in the last 10. Phoenix as the fifth best and the Bucks have the sixth best. And give a tip of the hat to Donovan Mitchell, 
Without Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, they have the seventh best offense in the NBA. The following teams cannot score right now. Miami is 30th in the NBA. That's really interesting. Uh, they're three and seven, too. Portland, Charlotte, Orlando, Atlanta, and Memphis. Atlanta not being able to score is so surprising. The best defense in the NBA is Cleveland. Then New York. So we'll see them in a moment in, coming up. Oklahoma City. Boston and Minnesota. Mike, without Mike Conley, they've dropped a few. Brooklyn is the sixth best defense in the NBA over the last 10 games. So while we're thriving offensively, they're thriving defensively, which should be interesting. The worst defense in the NBA over the last 10 is Golden State, followed by Dallas, Charlotte, Toronto, Portland, and Detroit. Not a big surprise in there. Hottest team in the NBA, Cleveland's got a differential of 18, followed by the Knicks, then the Clippers. Thunder, Jazz, and Celtics. So we're the fifth best differential team in the NBA over the last 10 games. Teams struggling the most, Charlotte, Portland, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and Dallas. Dallas, by the way, has lost 6 of 10 with a differential of minus 6. Go back to where we were in the standings a minute ago. That Keep an eye on that. That one's kind of interesting. All right, more recent trend over the last kind of minimize it down to just two weeks rather than 10 games and maybe indicator of what's coming up. Number one offense in the NBA is the Clippers taking a blowout time, too. We're using cleaning the glass now by a large margin, by five points better than everyone else. Jazz are two. Lakers are three. Warriors are four. Cleveland's five. Philadelphia's six. The Miami Heat are the worst offense in the NBA by a large margin. Memphis, Brooklyn, 28th in league offensively, so they're really struggling scoring on their West Coast trip. Washington, Toronto, and Portland. The best defense in the NBA over the last 10 games is Cleveland. Give them, Cleveland's rolling. New York, who we'll see. Boston, Brooklyn, number four again, so that's a big task tonight. Clippers in Minnesota, the teams that are not defending at all. Dallas is the worst defensive team in the NBA over the last two weeks. Keep an eye on this. Maybe Dallas is going to slide back toward us a little bit, and we might catch them in the standings. Charlotte, New Orleans, Miami. Utah is 26th over the last two weeks. It's got the New Orleans game in there. Golden State and Denver, the best point differential in the NBA over the last stretch. Cleveland, Clippers, New York, Boston, Lakers, and Phoenix. With the Clipper, Cleveland, Clippers, and New York being way ahead of everyone. Miami, Charlotte, Dallas, New Orleans, and Portland are the worst in the NBA. That's your Trends Monday. That is Locked on Jazz today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for hitting the thumbs up button and the bell button on YouTube to notify you. And thank you for five-star reviews on Apple or Spotify. Join the Spotify Q&A if you're on Spotify and chat with other jazz fans as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. We now send you to the first ever 24-7 national sports channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today. If you're on audio, check out Locked on Sports Today on YouTube or on Amazon Fire.